This gospel message is brought to you by the redeemed Christian Church of God, Fountain of Love, Aberdeen, UK. Open your heart to receive this life-changing Word of God. God bless me. Be seated wherever you are. Thank you so much, as always, our wonderful worship team. May the Lord continue to anoint and help you in Jesus' name. Our test for the message today is taken from Micah chapter 4, verses 1 to 5. But lest I forget, before we go on, please be aware that we open for in-person service from next Sunday, the 28th of March. Hallelujah. And that happens to be the last Sunday in March. And so we'll be prepared to come and receive the word for the month of April, uh, which is the resurrection month. And so it shall be a most glorious service. We believe the Lord next Sunday if he tarries and has not returned yet. Hallelujah. I think the normal process, hopefully that will come up in the... Um, New study one, but the booking and everything is there. But if not, when we are closing, we will try and put that in place as well. Micah chapter 4, verse 1. Now it shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established on the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills, and peoples shall flow to it. And I think. Uh, Deacon Davis was referring to that when he started. He said, many nations shall come and say, come and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his way, and we shall walk in his paths. For out of Zion, the Lord shall go forth, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He shall judge between many peoples and rebuke strong nations afar off. They shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nations, neither shall they learn war anymore. And verses 4 and 5, which is where we are going and will be our anchor. But everyone, everybody say, but... Everyone shall sit under his vine and under his fig tree, and no one shall make them afraid. For the mouth of the Lord of hosts has spoken. For all people walk each in the name of his God. But we, we walk in the name of the Lord our God forever and ever. May the Lord bless the reading and hearing of his word in Jesus' name. God, in his infinite mercy, has allowed a degree of order and predictability into life. And that is what we call normal. I repeat myself, God has allowed some degree of order and predictability into the life we live. And that's what we call normal. So in verse 4 that we read, God was talking to them about normal. He said, the normal shall be that everyone shall sit under his vine and under his fig tree, and no one shall make them afraid. 
That's not the perfect state. The perfect state is the eternal state. But the normal state for a believer here on earth is well defined by God. And this is a season and times when people are talking of a new normal. I'm not sure about that. What I know is that I say normal. Because many times we shift from the normal that God has ordained for us and we move into a new thing that we call normal that is not normal. May what is abnormal not become normal for us. Under whatever guise. So I'm not settling for anything less than the normal that God has ordained for me. It is normal that you have enough to eat and drink. It's abnormal not to. It is normal for you to be fruitful. It is abnormal not to. And the scripture tells us of a few normals that screams at us. For instance, the Bible tells us, I think right from very early, it says it is not good for man to be alone. That is normal that man should not be alone. And the loneliness is not just a married thing. You should not walk normal. In fact, a poor man is alone. Oh, you go to the book of Proverbs. It tells you very clearly there, verse chapter 14, um, verse 20. It says, the poor man is hated even by his own neighbor, but the rich has many friends. Brethren, it's about time that we put our feet down. Because the way we are going in the world, and I, the world is not what, where I'm going today. I'm talking about you personally and talking about me personally. But the way we are going in the world, in a few years' time, we shall not know what the real normal is anymore because everything is shifting. That's not necessarily the plan of God. Some of you, you are aware that when you fly before, you walk through, there's nobody that is going to frisk you. You are aware of that. Oh, many probably have not renewed. I'm not talking of 50 years ago. I'm not talking of 30 years ago. I'm talking of, when was that? I can probably say in the past 15 years or less that I think the younger of our, the older of our children, they were traveling. I can't remember who was traveling. I think they were traveling up. I was here with their mom. And the pilot allowed them to come to the cockpit and see what is going on. That used to be normal. Why are you telling me that we want to adopt a new normal? Is somebody there with me? And this might be counter-cultural to you. This might be counter-intuitive to you. Because we have been conditioned to accept what we should not. And it starts from the outside before they take it on this. And the devils and the demons of this world know that if I can convince them what is around them that cannot be disputed, they will begin to believe my lie in their life. We shall believe the lie of the devil no more. It should not be normal for us to not fellowship together. We are not accepting the new normal. We are taking the normal of God. You will get to hear what I'm talking in a minute. The Holy Spirit himself will get to expand this in your heart. And this is not a denial of reality. You see, one of the things that people use to keep themselves there is that that's the reality. I don't know. Reality by whose definition? Reality by whose definition? Reality that the church of God will not move forward. They say, eh, they told me those realities when I came to this city. They say, Chris, don't waste your life. Well-intentioned people. He said, the reality in this city is that nobody listens to the gospel. They told me that. And by the grace of God, I had many listen to it among the local people. I can count many tens, if not going to hundreds, who gave their life to Christ through this ministration and ministry. So don't accept what people say. They say, and when I came to this city, Albany has the infamous record of the city, of all cities in the United Kingdom where people pray least. They say the average time the minister of God prays in Aberdeen is three minutes a week. Oh. 
And so that was normal. I said, nah, 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 nah. That shall not be normal. For some people, they say that from generation to generation, there shall be no progress in the male in those family members. That is not a normal. We don't want that normal. So the title today is Return to Normal. Return to Normal. Normal by God's standard is not small. It's not ordinary. Are you getting me right now? Perfect by God's standard is that perfect stage where Jesus reigns. We are not saying we are getting there. But there's a normal for this world. Hallelujah. There's a normal for your life here. Hallelujah. And that normal is what you must obtain. Amen. And we not settle for anything else. For some people, it's now normal that the salary of last month does not spill to the next month. That should not be normal. You settled it. You said, well, that's the way it is for a long time. Once we told folks yesterday, we're talking about various stages. You know, when people go to school together, there are different categories of schooling and categories of people that you come across in primary school. Most of the time, those particular groups, they don't survive in terms of, you know, continual association. You agree with me? But by the time you get to secondary level, you have a lot of them, they survive and still have contact with some of them. Probably you have alumni, association or whatever. But by the time you get to uni, those are the ones that can't tend to stay even longer. And we were discussing and people were talking about why we need to stay in contact with one another. But one of the things that came up is that many were already, ex you, know, you know, and it turned out that most of us in that group will have to be, to be males. <laughs> and they were, you know, we started talking men matters and uh, about health and the rest of that. And inside of me, I said, no, I'm not accepting that as normal. Because the normal for God is that we shall stay healthy all our days. Three things I want to share with you quickly. And I think where we are going today, um, we, we might have to do some ministration, um, you know, before, before we, we go today. Three points to guide us back to the normal state. Amen? That's the normal state by heavenly standard. Amen? Somebody says normal. Nothing shall be abnormal in your life. I said nothing shall be abnormal. Nothing shall be abnormal. When God made you, he made you perfect. He made you normal. We shall be normal. Shall be normal. And whatever the world has elevated as the normal shall not be so. You see, some people say, hey, every family have their problem. Do you know they made that normal? He said, there is no couple that don't fight. There are some that don't fight. Don't accept that as normal. You know, they say, they say don't worry yourself. Is everyone, everyone here and there, they always, there's no family that does not have his own problem. They don't have to have their problem. Don't make that normal. Unless you can show me in the scripture. The only thing I had in scripture, close to that, is that many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord does what? Delivers them from, from them all. So if I come across something in life, you must be delivered from it. If you can show me the scripture that every family must have a problem, then we can sit down. I can go back to God and say, Father, explain that to me. So three points to guide us back to the normal state. Hallelujah. Number one, don't call normal what God calls abnormal. What did I say? Don't call normal what God was. God calls abnormal. In John chapter 15, verse 2, it says, Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, it takes away, and every branch that bears fruit, it prunes, that it may bear more fruit. What is the normal in the kingdom of God? Fruit bearing. 
So it is abnormal not to bear fruit. What is fruit bearing? Fruit bearing means that if God invests something in you, we must get a result of it. Fruit bearing means that prayer that is prayed for you must bring forth result. Is somebody listening to me? My life must not be a prayer sink. You know what they call a sink? A sink is where something enters does not come out. When it enters, it must bear a commensurate impact in my life. Fruit bearing, what is it? For every labor that you put into something, you get results. But Jesus Christ said that it is abnormal for anyone to be in him and to have investment in his or her life and there is nothing to show for it. What is it that God calls abnormal that we must not call normal? Lukewarmness is abnormal to God and we must not call it normal. Revelation chapter 3 verses 15 and 16. Revelations 3, 15 and 16. I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot. I could wish, I wish rather, that you are cold or hot. So then because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will do what? Vomit you or spew you out of my mouth, says the Lamb of God himself, the pastor supreme of the church. So when I am lukewarm, in what I'm engaged in, it is not normal. God wants us to go back to the stage in which we shall be on fire for him. Hallelujah. There are some people, nothing makes them to be passionate. I need to be very sincere with you. That is the beginning of emotional problem called depression. You are not excited about anything. And if the enemy has locked us in that situation, we just go through the days mechanically. We're not living for anything. Nothing is exciting us. By the power in the name of Jesus, that will change today. You'll be excited. When it's difficult to get up in the morning, I say again. When that work becomes just where we have to go there. When relationship where we just have to endure it. That is not normal. And when we begin to pray today, you will see a change in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We must resent those states that God calls abnormal. Amen? I've just picked one or two verses of the scripture for you to show you clearly that some of these things are not part of God's plan for you. Number two, carry the banner of the name of our God. Because I found that in Micah chapter 4 verse 5. For all people walk each in the name of his God, but will we walk in the name of the Lord who? our God forever and ever. Carry the banner. He said, why would we, because in verse 4 he said, everybody will sit at the, you know, under his vine, everybody will sit under his um, fig, and nobody shall make them afraid. And he said, the reason for that is that others that will not, because he started in the earlier verses, all the other people that don't know God will be subservient to you, they will be under you, they'll be looking up unto you. He said, the difference between you and them is that they go in the name of their God, and that's where they were, where they are. But you will go in the name of your God, and that is where you will be, where you ought to be. Does that make sense to you? It is the God you serve that makes all the difference. It is the God that you serve. And it is the God not that you serve secretly, but that you proclaim openly. God helped Goliath. Sorry, God helped David. If he had not spoken out on that day, between himself and Goliath, they knew the game they were playing. Goliath had an inkling in him. Because these are people that bow down to idols. So he must have got some demons in him that said something unto him. So when the Bible says he cursed David in what? In the name of his 
God, you knew what he was doing. Something was telling Goliath, this might not be an ordinary day. Something was telling Goliath, this might be tougher than I think. And he grew angry. And some demons moved him and started speaking in the name of his God, making incantation as it were. Many of you should not struggle with that from some of the backgrounds that you have, where people use diabolical means and incantation. Speaking in the name of their gods. Why don't you speak in the name of your God? What's wrong with us? We need to declare him. And so the prophet was saying there, is everybody going in the name of their God? Though? And that's what they become where they are. And that's where they will be where they are and become what they become. But you also go in the name of your God. Make the name of your God loud and clear. Trust David. He was not a play. He said, ah! He said, you come to me in the name of your God. He said, God match God today. So you step aside. He said, call your gods. Let me call my God. He said, face each other. The battle was won before David put his hand into his pocket to take the first stone. Do you know that some of these battles we are going through by our proclamation? And I'm not just talking of cheap name and claim. I'm talking of something deep on the inside you that knows and knows that you are going to be victorious. That's what I'm talking about. So the first few words to speak, there's no demon that will hear you that will not run. And so immediately, the Bible said, David began to say, you come to me in the name of the Lord your God, but I come to the name of the Lord God of Israel, whose army you have defied, and whose name you have defied. And he began to say, today, he said, God will give your head unto me. We're going to pray some deliverance prayer today. This message was not going to be about deliverance, but by the time I was praying this morning, it's God struck me that people need to be free. We can't be stuck where we used to be anymore. And thank God, the man got the very great result as he was believing God for. Hallelujah. Don't be ashamed of the name of the Lord. Amen? He's the one who will help you and return you and your life to the normal state. Amen? I'm repeating unto you again, normal with God is not ordinary. Amen? Oh, do you know what was normal for Jesus? Healing the sick was normal. You know what was normal for Jesus? Miracle was normal. You know what was normal for Jesus? Prayer was normal. So when I talk of normal, you are not excited. You don't know what you are talking about. I'm talking about normal for God simply means high level of oppression in this world. That is the normal in the kingdom. All these things we are running around and we think is special. There's nothing special about it. They are just the normal run of events. He said, this time shall follow them that believe. He said, in my name they shall cast out devils. That was the first one he mentioned. And he said, they shall speak with new tongues. He said, they shall lay their hands on the sick and they shall, they shall recover. If they eat any deadly thing, it shall what? It shall not harm them. He didn't say it. I said, this sign shall follow those that fast and pray. Of course, those things are necessary. He said that these are just the ordinary things. Let's go back to the normal. Amen. Let's not make the normal superlative. That's why we are missing it. And we are so afraid we are still not stepping into it. Our children shall know the normal we're talking about in school. Take somebody to the playground and say, we pray at home where my mama pray for me, my papa pray for me. Let me pray for you, receive healing, and let them receive healing. That is normal. And don't let's settle for the new. The new normal now in the church is totally different. The new normal. And that's why, before I leave this new normal and old normal thing, Will you please start rejecting all these new normal people are talking about? I'm, I'm sorry, I'm countercultural. I'm a bit of a rebel in this now because everybody's talking of new normal. I'm since they're coming with a new doctrine now. But I just, I'm, I'm just tired of you know shifting goalposts, shifting goalposts. They now say new normal. We don't gather anymore. No, I'm not saying that. I'm not having that. There's not new normal. I mean, 
there are good things that you can advance into. I mean, we need to be very strong on online ministration. I mean, the church is going to be without walls more. But there are some normals that we must only add on to. We cannot remove one and substitute one. There are things that are tested that must be there. Amen. All right, that was not my message today. Amen. As I mentioned to you, it's about the personal new normals that the devil puts in some, some families now. That we can't see beyond where we are. So by carrying the name of your God, the world will be directed to agree with you that what you are saying is what must hold. Amen. But let me just give you a quick warning before I go on. Amen. It's going to be short before I go my point number three, and then hopefully we start ministering and praying. You see, there is a way of the kingdom. It's many times when we don't get through to people about, um, and I, I've been there before. I've been there before. Uh, it's common health issues. You know, um, a doctor, you're telling somebody, and you, there should be a way, like a Christian doctor, you tell people about their condition, even when you know that it is quite medically speaking, not the best of pictures you have. And so even then, I, I tell people, especially when I sense they're Christians or maybe also cultural background, it's easier to nudge them and say, well, we seem to have come to the end of the road here. But I can assure you, we've heard of things happening before that are beyond our medical understanding. I leave it there. If the person's face lit up, then I go further. I say, well, we've heard, few they may seem, we heard of miracles before in which what was totally unexpected happened. A condition that we thought the person would not survive, survived it. We can't explain it. And in those days, I used to have medical records of them. You know, few of these medical journalists in America, they do record actually miracles. They would try and cloud it as if they call it spontaneous regression of, <laughs> of a cancer. We, 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 know, we know what we're talking about. So I'll pick them and I'll explain to the people that, look, this thing happened. And most that are believers, they, they flow along. They say, yeah, yeah. Um, I've prayed for some, you know, before. And not so commonly here in the UK. Maybe occasionally I've done, but more commonly back in Africa. But you see, the message is not about that now. The message is about the recipient. Uh, will you go to the doctor and the doctor is saying, this is what we see, no matter the way they say it. When you receive it and you are to declare the name of your God, there's a way you must declare it that you don't sound arrogant and out of touch. Because it's a major problem. And even I have pastors, they say, they say tell their doctors to their face. Some of them tell you, keep your secret in your pocket now. They tell you that this is, I rejected in Jesus' name. Shut up. They don't, they don't even understand I rejected in Jesus' name. We know where we're going to talk about that. If they tell you, you don't need to accept you. Just say, okay, I will take my chances. Okay? Um, thank you very much, doctor. We've totally, know you've tried your best, uh, but I really don't think it's the end of the race. Why? I would say because I pray. You believe in prayer. Just leave it at that. You know, because we can't go on and just throw it back at people and say, and you will see, my God, will, ah, 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 ah. God is not your errand boy. You don't tell him what to do. Anytime, whatever we are asking for, we are still pleading with him. And that degree of humility must be there. If you think I'm just making this up and I'm just, you know, and I, I, please don't dilute my message. You must make your stand. Are you hearing me clearly? 
Uh, don't dilute it. Don't, don't go and then flip to the other side. The problem of human beings is that we fly with one wing. I keep telling you this book by A.W. Toza. I, I think it's the only trade version that I have now. My books were left in somewhere in Nigeria. He said, incredibly, we fly with one wing. So because we fly with one wing, we tilt to this side. By the time we correct us, we tilt to this side. And that's a nice way you can fly with both wings. That's why Jesus can say, if you think I've come to sow peace, I've not come to sow peace. At the same time, he say, I've brought peace unto the world. And he could reconcile both, and there's no tilting anywhere. I'm not taking you to deep theology today. Let me come back to my point. When you are confronting people or letting them know that you are carrying the banner of the name of your God, this is what Apostle Peter asked us to do. A man who has seen the right and the wrong of it all. In 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15, leading or writing this for us by the leading of the Holy Spirit. He said, but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and always be ready. Somebody says be ready. To give a defense to everyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you. Why are you still hopeful when we told you this is not going to happen? Be ready to give them a reason. Say, what are you doing? We've just told you that this child will never work. What are you on about? We've just told you that this child will never be able to measure up to the standard of children of the commensurate age. Why are you still thinking that can happen? Be ready to do what? To give an answer. But how did he say you should give an answer? He didn't tell us because he knows that there are various ways you can give the answer. Read with me. With and with humility. I don't want my miracle. I don't want your miracle to be shortchanged by this. How many will I tell you? It may not mean more to you, but it means, it means tons to me. Because that was my life proof like that when God called me to ministry. It was over as far as I was concerned. Family said, you finally blew it. When you gave, said all this, you'll give your life to Christ. We, but we don't even know it will lead to this. Thank God you won't finish the school. Thank God you started your postgraduate and all the rest of that. And that poof, friends, everything went. And I got challenged at every level of the state. Did I go back to any one of them and say, you will see? No. Because I was just saying God. But everyone that I had contact with, they came back and said, we were wrong. He said, this is actually what God called you to do. Family, blood, they said that. Friends that are as good as brethren. Now, that's my story. It might not mean much to you. But believe you me, it meant a huge degree to me. And it was based on the fact that I knew and I knew within me that this is what God has eventually called me to do. But I could not communicate to them in any way of arrogance because I myself, I was working gingerly and carefully. Did you hear that point very well, church? And believe you me, family members that have been pushing you, friends that have been pushing you, your conviction is your conviction. It's between you and God. When they see, you can drop hints here and there, but when they see, they will say, indeed, we were wrong. After all, why did they come out to say they were wrong? Did I ever tell them? Was it not my action that continued that told them? Did I argue? Even people that invested in my life, short of saying that you wasted our resources, invested in you, short of saying that, and God turned it around. I didn't owe anybody a penny because 
more than enough resources were made available to stand and do my duty where it is called for. But at every turn of the stage, it was challenging. Have I made my point? So, brethren, if you are going back to the normal, remember that you must project the name of your God. Finally, finally, finally. Number three, locate your vine and your fig and go for it. So, but everyone shall sit under his vine and under his fig tree. Everyone, everyone. Somebody say everyone. No exception. No exception. Hallelujah. It's not everyone outside because the demarcation was put for us in verse 5. Can you see that? It says some people have followed their God, but we will follow our capital G, God. Huh? So that's the demarcation. But when it's talking of everyone here, which was the statement for us, it said we shall sit. We, there is a vine for every one of us to sit under. There is a fig for us to sit under. Psalms 34 verse 10. The young lions lack and suffer hunger, but those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. Those who seek the Lord. Are you seeking the Lord? You will not lack any good thing. You will not be deprived of any good thing. No matter how impossible it looks, your testimony shall be the next big one. I believe that with all my heart. I believe that. I believe there's nothing that God cannot turn around. And this is not preacher speak. I'm asking him to help me that my word will not be different from my heart. But for now, and it will be in the name of Jesus, that whatever comes out of this mouth, believe me, I stand before the living God, I believe with it in my heart. I was telling somebody many years back, share that with you, was counseling on the issue of marriage and this issue, everybody have problems, problem, and I told this person, a very lovely daughter of mine in the Lord, I said, look, this thing is going to work. There is marriage. He said, you can't, you can't leave. He said, I'm done. I'm going. He said, I'm done. He said, please don't. Very lovely. I love children like that. He said, sir. He said, you're only saying that because you're a pastor. That if you have been my biological father, you'll have packed my load yourself. I said, no. He said, no. 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 I said, I don't say it. By the time we only say things because we are throwing party line. We are finished. Let's close shop. Let me just be a church member. I can see that lie myself with, uh, oh, God have mercy. Brethren, what I'm telling you, I believe with all my heart, there's nothing God cannot change. I believe that. There's nothing. I may not have seen it yet, but if I continue to parrot this one and repeat it, my eyes, your eyes will see great miracles. Because truly and indeed, he has prepared something for everyone. One more time, say everyone. Say, I am included. Hallelujah. Oh, kapo shatariaba. I want to start ministry now, and I'm in a very, very good mood, joyous mood. I say, say, I am included. Uh-uh. You are saying I'm included. I say, I am included. Uh -huh. Hallelujah. <laughs> You know, the things of God, they are not that tight. He said, we shall serve the Lord with gladness and righteousness all the days of our lives. And today, as we come to his throne, we shall meet with this king and we turn our situations around. The plan of God, what did we call it again? To sit under your own, not someone else's vine. Amen.
but yours. It is good to be supported, but it is better still to be a support to other people in their short period of life. Are you hearing me? It's nice to be supported, and we all get supported from time to time, but I must graduate. I can't stay constantly under your vine, under your feet. I have my vine I want to go and sit under. Hallelujah. Thank you for helping me and giving me a shelter for a little while. Thank you for helping me and giving me a hiding for a little while. But I want to step into mine. I want to step into mine. And that's the plan and purpose of God for me. And the scriptures are replete with that. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comforts. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 and 4. 2 Corinthians 1, 3 and 4. Who comforts us in all our tribulation that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. Hallelujah. You will be a support for somebody else. Luke 22, 31 and 32. Luke 22, 31 and 32. And the Lord says, Simon, Simon. The Lord said, Chris, Chris. Or whatever, whatever your name. And they mentioned what he was going to go through in terms of challenges. He said, but I have prayed for you. He's still sitting at the right hand of power praying for you. Amen. That your faith should not fail. And when you have returned to me, hallelujah, return to normal. Strengthen your brethren. Will you be a strength for somebody? My story is now making sense to you because I had to go through it. But your story, we encourage somebody to. Let that be the goal. Many will be lifted through what God himself will do in your life in the name of Jesus. And I want you to be aware, brethren, that without any shadow of doubt, the plan of God is that we should be made free from bondage and limitations. Mm. Brethren, many people are bound than you can imagine, including you and I. It might be small, it might be generational, it might be personal. People are bound more than you think. In fact, the number one ministry of Jesus, we, we keep missing it. The Bible says this, Acts chapter 10, verse 38, you can say it from, by rote yourself, how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth uh -huh, with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. Demonic oppression is very, very common. People are limited and hindered from doing what God has called them to do. Because there's a devil trying to hinder them. Hallelujah. We shall be free today. I said we shall be free today. I don't know the modernity we're talking about. In the days of Jesus Christ, I was doing a count at the time. And it's not because he was a primitive man. It was because he's God. There are many healings that he did by casting out devils than he did by just laying of hands. And that was why when he said, this sign shall follow them that believe. In my name, what was the first one? They shall cast out devils. We don't take seriously demonic oppression in church anymore. And when we say demons, I'm not oppressed. I'm not oppressed. I'm, no, 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 no. Don't, don't waste your time. Don't waste. The devil is out to oppress as many. In fact, many people, demons are sitting on their shoulders. Firebrand, Holy Ghost, don't, don't freak out. Don't worry. Peter himself, Jesus Christ was telling, get thee behind me, Satan. He man just spoken word that no human being has ever spoken. He said, you are Jehovah. So he said, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. He said, wow, Peter, where did you get that from? Said, Flesh and blood are not this. Jesus, you know, is, 
we see Jesus are so far away. His mind was blown. Let's use our language. No long after what? And we count in minutes. Demon sat on his shoulder and was prophesying and speaking to Jesus. Jesus didn't say, get me. He said, get thee behind me, Satan. He said, for you are an offense unto me. I'm not just talking about the devil that, was, um, uh, that is um, invisible. But you, Peter, the devil is using you. And you, Peter, you are the one that are an offense unto me. Why? Because a demon is sitting on you to hinder me. So when we come to this moment, and I don't know if the Lord will allow us to do more of it, we must be willing to say, every demon tormenting my life, live now. Tormenting my finance, live now. Tormenting my business, live now. Tormenting my children, live now. What is the money? The money forces are forces that make a person to do what he would normally not want to do. To be in a position that is not normal. But the Bible says, or the word of the Lord to us says, we are going back to normal. Hallelujah. We are going back to what? And there will be normality in the name of Jesus. Somebody shout hallelujah. Somebody shout hallelujah. We shall return to normal. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against powers and against principalities and powers and, and, and rulers of darkness. Put on the screen for me. We do some wrestling today. Stop fighting your husband. Stop fighting your wife. Stop fighting your children. Children, stop fighting your parents. That's not, that's not the wrestling that you are doing. That's not who you're wrestling with. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12. Let's see what it says to us. Hallelujah. Somebody is going back to normal today. Original normal. Original normal. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness, the, heaven, the heavenly places. Those are who you are wrestling with. Those are the ones that are hindering. Today, they will back off. And you shall grow free. Jump on your feet with me. Let's see how much the Lord will lead us today. Hallelujah. 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 Somebody shout, I'm free. Yes, we are free in the name of Jesus. He said, shouldn't this daughter of Abraham whom the devil has bound behold for 18 years not be loosed? Who bound the woman? 18 years. And as far as everybody was concerned, she probably has something that is, you know, a spinal problem that has made her to be bent over. There are a myriad of differential diagnosis. Sorry, I'm using my cutter. There are a myriad of conditions that can cause a person to bend over and kill spondylitis, whatever. They will, will have been running about that, but it was just a demon that was bending the woman. It was a demon. It was a demon. And the master who knew. So be loosed, woman. That was his answer. Is that what he said? So woman be loosed. It wasn't going on about. It was not a matter of laying of hands. Woman be loosed. There are some businesses they are permanently bound until they are loosed. Some careers are bound until they are loosed. Some wombs are bound until they are loosed. Some children's minds are bound until they are loosed. They'll be losing it today. 
they'll be losing it today. That's what he has come to do. This gospel, your mouth will be wide to preach it when, because part of the private conversation between father and son, my heavenly father, the little time he speaks to me, is that the church must be made confident. The apostles could not preach until they received the power from on high and they had confidence. That preaching does not preach confidently does not get results. We've pushed you to go. We've pushed ourselves to do it before. There's no confidence in it. But when it's preached confidently, any question they throw to you, you say, I don't know the theology, but I know that. Me, I was blind, and now I can. Uh-uh. If that's not enough for you, it's a problem. But as far as I'm concerned, he healed me. These are the reports of the doctors. I don't care what you think. These are, they are documented. It is here. I can see no other reason. They can call it anything they want to call it. But I know when I looked up to this God, he did it for me. If that's all you're preaching, something will happen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody ready to be free? Somebody ready to walk free? Family to go free? Lift up voice. I say, Father, we thank you. Come on, lift up your voice. Let's just get the atmosphere ready. We may not have a full house, but I can see everyone, wherever you are now, in the spirit as it were, that the presence of the Lord is over there with you and is moving in his power. Because that life, that relationship, that family, that body, that finance, that career, that spiritual life shall be loose. Many don't want to get involved in alcohol, drinking, but they are not loose. Just thank God. They just don't want to. So they come up with so many excuses until God can come and lose them. That's the truth. Many don't get want to get involved in immoral behaviors, but they are bound until God loses them. Our cry is to him who can lose, who can lose. Woman, you are loose. Man, you are loose today in the name of Jesus. Thank him, thank him, thank him, thank him. The moment I begin to cry, I say, Lord, lose me from everything and anything that may have been keeping me down because life must go back to normal for me. The normal in you is that I shall be fruitful. The normal in you is that I shall be healthy. The normal in you is that my relationship shall be faced. The normal in you, you begin to name the normal. We show you in the scripture. Oh, Lord, I refuse to call normal what you call abnormal. And Lord, I'm ready right now because in a moment I'll be praying for you but begin to say Lord lose me, lose me in this area lose me in that area, lose my child lose my wife, lose my husband, mention your own, that's appropriate for you, lose my dad, lose my brother lose my sister, oh God, oh God, it is return to normal it's return to normal, the normal that we shall never ever no lose again cry unto the Lord, I'm loose I'm loose, my family is loose my brethren, we are loose from every grip of the enemy in the name of Jesus. Wherever you are, please create church there. Get on your feet. I will humbly ask you. God is doing marvelous things here. And God is doing marvelous things in many homes. Don't let your home be an exception. Rise up on your feet as well. And begin to make a declaration. I'm loose. I'm loose in the name of Jesus. Oh, if the Son shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. If Jesus shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. He is the one who gives liberty. Thank you. Thank you, Father Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And lose we had in the name of Jesus. Before I finally pray for you, take these three prayer points very quickly. Say, Father, return my life to normal. 
as you have planned for me. Return me to your excellent plan, O oh God, for my earth, for my finance, for my family situation. Return me, return me, return me. Pray that passionately. And then we take another one. Um, in a moment, God will do the mighty things He has proposed to do today. He will be setting men and women free. He will be setting children free. There shall be no more bondage. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. In here or in faraway places, God is touching people. God is touching people concerning the issue of conception. God is touching people. Oh, the Lord is showing me somebody not here, but closer to America. That what the Lord is doing there, receive that word right now. Receive that word right now. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. With all confidence, I say, I reject any new normal the Lord has not ordained for me, my family, and my community. In the name of Jesus, I reject anything the enemy is calling normal, tricking me to accept it, tricking me to say, hey, thank God for other things. You are still okay. No, 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 no. I thank God for other things. But he has promised that everything that I bring before him, he will answer, Lord, I reject anything and get it comfortable with. I'm not comfortable with them anymore. I'm not comfortable with them. It's not your plan for me. It's not your program for me. And I'm not accepting it, Lord. No, 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 no. I'm not accepting it. It's not for me. It's not for me. That is not for me. That is not your word for me. No, that is not your word. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Before I read this scripture to you, say, I receive. You are people of faith. You don't know what I was going to read. But you trust me. You trust that what I will read will be good, isn't it? So the same way we must trust even God that is far, far better than Chris Bailey. His plans for you, they are good. Amen. Just trust him. Amen. Just trust him. And what did I say you say amen to? <laughs> Somebody's desperate to receive. What did I say you should say amen I received to? Is Psalms 126. When the Lord brought back the captivity of Zion, we were like those who dream. We are like those who dream. When the Lord shall brought by the captivity of Christ, or fountain of love of my brothers and sisters, of my family, it shall be like a dream. But I know it's not a dream. It's not a dream. It's not a dream. When the Lord shall bring by my captivity, I will clear my eyes many times. I will remove whatever spectacle. I will say, no, no, no. Is this true? Is this true? Yes, it is true. It is is true because he uh, looks so far-fetched. He looks so out of the way. But the Lord will make it happen by his spirit and power. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. So that you take this for the road before I pray for you. It's going to be a confession as well. I read it first. It said, the plan of the enemy to substitute a new wrong normal state for my life shall fail. And is we, when we finish this service, this, this service, it will work. It will, it will continue to try it. He will try. He will just say, well, the man is okay. Look look at your life. This one is okay. This one is okay. Don't worry. No, no, I worry. I'm not worried, but I'm not accepting it. Amen? So we're going to fight against that for the future. Amen? 
I'm going to confess that with me. I say in the name of Jesus, I declare that the plan of the enemy to substitute a new wrong normal state, to substitute a new wrong normal state for my life, shall fail completely. Lift your voice 30 seconds and call on the name of the Lord and pray that. Hallelujah. Yes, confess that, confess that, confess that with all confidence and boldness. Because so shall it be to the glory of the name of the and to the glory of the name of the Lord our God. In Jesus' marvelous name we pray. Today the Spirit of the Lord God, our Father, is in the house to set people free. And after this prayer, none shall remain bound. None shall remain bound, but all shall be free. Lift your hands to the heaven. Father, in the name that's above all names, I come under the authority of Jesus Christ, my Father, my Lord, and my Master. I come under his authority as a child of God, as a minister of God. And I tell the word of God in my mouth that everyone that is bound... Small or big, right now be loose in the name of the Lord Jesus. I speak specifically, oh Lord, unto people that are bound, spiritually speaking. Bound in their walk with the Lord. They seem to fall and rise. Right now, you will fall no more. You will fall no more. Loose in the name of Jesus. Be loose in the name of the Lord Jesus. You stand, you will stand to the end. You march forward, you continue marching forward to the end. Every arrow of the enemy that is sneakiness shoots at you. From now on, we break the arrow of the enemy in the name of Jesus. And with the shield of faith, the remnant of the arrow, we catch them and we throw them away in the name of Jesus. As many as have been bound in their heads for so long, and it seems there seems to be no headway. I speak to you right now. The one that says that he sent forth his word and heals them and delivers them from their destruction. Be loose from every physical affliction in the name of Jesus. Your womb is loose. Your mind is loose in the name of Jesus. Every organ in your body that is requiring constant medication, they are loose to be made whole in the name of Jesus. Organ, return to normal. Return to normal. Return to normal. In the beginning, it was not so. And so let it be according to the ordination of him who made all things right in the beginning. When the first man was created, he said it was very good. Return to the very good and excellent stage in the name of the Lord Jesus. Every child that needs a touch, be touched right now. Be touched in your mind right now. Be touched in your intellect right now. Be touched in your character right now. Be made whole in the name of Jesus. And let your people march forward confidently, Lord. 
Father, we glorify you. For the rest of today, Holy Spirit, divine, my God, I bow before you in submission. I humble myself before you, my God. And I humbly ask you, continue working. The Lord Jesus Christ said, He that told my Father walk, and I walk. And the Bible says, when the spirit of truth comes, he shall not speak of himself, he shall speak, and we glorify me. Holy Spirit, glorify Jesus in the life of everyone in the name of the Lord Jesus. And let Christ and Christ alone be glorified. Thank you, Heavenly Father. No more abnormality. The normal has come. The normal has come. It is normal for a man to get married at a particular stage. The normal has come. It is normal for a woman to get married as particular. The normal has come. There is a normal. There's a normal. The normal is that womb should bring forth children. The normal has come. Return to normal. Return to normal. It is normal for a person to grow up and keep walking until they drop to their grave in their good old age. I said the normal shall return. It's normal for that marriage to last until death. The normal has come. Shall not break. Jesus shall be glorified. Thank you, eternal Father. We give you all the honor and glory. Hallelujah. We're going to give a dance offering in addition to your monetary offering. So get ready, choir. Just give us dance, you know. Um, we may overrun about three, two minutes um, from a calculation, but ju just dance unto the Lord. Get your offering prepared. Um, God has done marvelous things for us. Give him thanks. Give him praise for what he has done today. Um, and let his name be praised forever. So for more information on what you've heard, please visit our website at www.fountainoflove.org.uk. You'll also find other media presentations available to you. Stay blessed in Christ Jesus. Amen.